0: Welcome back to CHGO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings. I am your host, Greg Braggs Jr., the meatball idiot here of Bears After Dark. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is our guy, the genius, the soothsayer, the man who told us all what was going to happen this season, and my dumbass <laughs> doubted him. Corey Wooten <laughs> once again joins us.
1: What's up, man? I'm not saying I said it, but I'm saying I said it. <laughs> no, but but didn't that kind of tell you how this was going to play out and uh, why why we should keep Fields, draft a wide receiver, get get a three technique and end, and then all of a sudden this team is a lot scarier, you know? Like, Brags, can can we? Can, I know people have been very critical about Justin Fields, but did he not play well with all the conditions, right? The snowy, uh, the ball being the moisture. He was throwing some dimes out there, right? The first touchdown pass to DJ Moore, right? He had a chance to do a second touchdown pass. DJ. I don't know. He went up in one hand. I I don't know. That was kind of weird. He had him there too. Tyler Scott, uh, he was throwing some dimes. He looked comfortable. He looked confident. Can you just imagine, right, if that's Marvin Harrison Jr., he catches that ball. Come on, baby. Hell yeah. Right? When we actually get a, a true number one, two receiver I mean, like Tyler, he oh. could have
0: had two touchdowns. Marvin Harrison would have had two touchdowns from Tyler Scott dropped. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, he, he threw the ball right on the money to him. So, I think, like I said, Justin Fields has all the talent. And now, now you're, he's improved in every bit of his game, right? And I think that game was just huge for him. He's playing freely. And I think Luke he had a great game plan. I think the two go hand in hand. And people say, well, you've got to be able to play regardless of the game plan. Uh, you know, for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or a guy that's an established quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. I mean, they're guys that that have the confidence that have that have gone through years of improvement. And they got to their, their, their game to a level where they know exactly what they need to do to get it done. Yep. Justin Fields is still a developing quarterback. But I think the performance that he put on Sunday was unbelievable. And I think everybody that questioned him, how much did we see a 180 turn on Bears Twitter <laughs> for after that game? Now, now everybody, now everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid,
0: right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, you so. know how it goes. I mean, that's, it's a week to week league, you know, fans, you know, wear their emotion on their sleeves week to week with, you know, everything from their belief in the team or, or an individual player like Justin Fields, who certainly is a lightning rod for conversation. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. Like you could point to other games statistically that he had better Denver that they, you know, lost at the end. Statistically, he went off in that game. The Washington game that he followed up was an amazing game, but when you consider everything that was on the line on Sunday, where you understand what's hanging over everyone's head as the Bears are clinching the number one pick at the exact same moment, Justin Fields is putting a stamp on his resume. And you know it. You know he made some pinpoint throws. That touchdown to DJ Moore in the corner of the end zone is as threading the needle as you can possibly get for a throw. But some of the throws with anticipation, you know, the inside dig on the left side to DJ Moore. uh, At one point, he leads him, you know, coming across the middle of the field. And that's the other part of it. You know, we got to keep talking about his throws to DJ Moore. Well, he really didn't have anyone else to throw to. Darnell Mooney's out with an injury. Cole Komet only got 12 or 13 snaps in the game. He tried to fit it in a few times to Tyler Scott. And Tyler couldn't come down with it the The deep ball would have been a tough catch to make, but big time players make that play. Marvin Harrison Jr. likely makes that play. The court, the the catch in the back of the end zone. Tyler Scott just can't get his feet down, but Marvin Harrison Jr. at six four probably gets his feet down. And so when you take that into account, because people are trying to, well, he only had one touchdown. Well, he probably should have had three. Exactly. And so. At the end of the i've always tried to be fair to this conversation we know that i'm flip flopping i'm all over the place i don't know what i want for this (laughs) team i don't know what i want ryan Poles to decide but it's impossible to not acknowledge what's happening and to and when justin fields broke out of like three tackles spun out through that falcons guy get off me and runs for 20 yards scampers out of bounds And the entire sidelines is going crazy. The entire stands gets up and gives him a standing ovation. That's one of those moments for me. Who's definitely a vibes type of guy, a guy that's just using my eye test. And I'm not going to, you know, try to do the football acumen or the film study. You could just see in that moment. You're like, wow, they've got something really brewing here. And a, and, a, and a, you can see a team that wants to run through a brick wall for their quarterback. You can't find that on a stat sheet. Those vibes, but they're palpable, and I am definitely taking notice.
1: Yeah, like think think about this. Like like you had talked about, we really didn't have a true number two receiver out there. Like you said, Kolcomet, you know, was limited, had twelve to thirteen plays. Tyler Scott, he's not ready for that role yet. Maybe eventually in the future, he could be potentially. He's not ready for that role. Um, he's a good supplemental guy, a three or four. Um, but think about that. Think about if even Cole Komet was healthy in that game, Justin Fields would have probably threw for 350 yards easily. Like, easily. Um, so I think what you're talking about being a vibes guy, the stadium chanting his name, and you got to think Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, the way he played when everybody, right? He We could say arguably he lost some of the fan base how the how this season has transpired, right? I think he won them back and some, because just the reaction, not only in the stadium, but what I got talked about on Twitter, people people have been recognized. Like I said, this guy is so talented. Imagine what when we when we get everything on the same page offensively with the coordinator, you add another weapon at wide receiver, you know, DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison. Like imagine that combo right there with Justin Fields playing this way. They already are right now, the way they're playing right now, right? Even though the offense has been up and down at times, they are a playoff caliber team the way they're playing right now. We can agree on that, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. They're seven and five in their last 12 games.
1: So just just imagine building around Justin Fields, continuing to develop. And people have gotten a conversation where they're like, well, you know, he's going to be too expensive. And my thing is like this. You look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is getting paid $40 million a year. Justin Fields let's say you pick up his fifth year option, right? You're talking about for next year and the following year, 31 and for 2 years for a quarterback that's going to continue improving. That's even to scratch the surface of what he can be. So I think that's a steal of a deal if if you ask me. Yep. So when people talk about, you know, numbers and all this, average quarterbacks are getting paid 35-40 million. So right. so to get get a quarterback that has the talent that's going to continue to improve. You're going to continue to build around them for 31 and for two years. I think that's a pretty good situation for the bears.
0: Yeah. I, and I think they still have the opportunity to just pick up his fifth year option for right now and, and maybe push the contract discussion into after next year, potentially um, they do have that option on the table, but this is what I want to ask you, Corey, as someone that's been in a locker room, mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, we asked Cole commit this question and he's in the locker room right now. So it's a tough question. So I want to ask you it. If you were on the leadership committee and Ryan Poles came to you and said, I'm going to, I'm thinking about trading Justin Fields because I think Caleb Williams might give us a better chance to win. What would you say to him as somebody that's a leader on the team?
1: You know, I, th- I think as, as a leader of the team, you have to say because, especially, I I think this is the case with with Justin Fields and and guys have been vocal about it. But I can't speak about everybody on the team. But my from my from what I gather, right, the locker room is behind him. I mean, that's that's you gather that as well. I think it's the hundred percent. Yeah. So if I'm in the locker room and I feel the same way as these guys do, I'm fighting for just especially if I'm a veteran guy, a guy that's a starter, a guy that people looked. I'm to, I'm talking to Ryan Poles. I'm talking to the staff and saying. This is our guy, right? He's he's built this this leadership with this team. We rally behind him. We want to play with him. We want to build this team around him. And I think just them saying that, a guy like DJ Moore, um, you know, a guy that, that's that's a, that's a veteran guy that is a stud in this league, um, I think that goes a long way, especially other guys, you know, Montez Sweat saying that, bona fide leader on this team. Everybody, he's elevated, everybody's getting people look to him. Um, I think that goes a long way and i just think the way their chemistry is right now brags i would hate for that to go away right because because people say oh well it's only one player right look what happened in 2012 to 2013 we got ri- rid of brian Erlacher. we got rid of lovey smith that defense went from top five to dead last and it's crazy how how one piece of the puzzle can really impact the whole team so that, that's all I'm saying. You have to keep that in consideration, right? I think I think, I think think Justin Fields has all the talent in the world. I think he's continuing to improve in every area. I think the way this team is playing right now, the chemistry, the camaraderie, that's a big thing. They are Detroit, what Detroit was last year, right? Yep. And then imagine that going into next season, hitting the ground, running, ready to go, you know, be, being in a situation like they are, 11 wins right now with a chance to go for 12, I believe, right? Yep. So – and this Bears team playing way better defensively. Imagine if you add those two pieces, defensive end and defensive tackle. Another year of Javon Dexter. Getting off the ball, it's a scary thing. Um, so I, I just think you have to consider that. And I just think regardless of, of Caleb Williams, Drake, May, Justin Fields is too talented to let him go. I, 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 I just think he's too talented. You build around them, you build this roster the way they're playing right now. You keep things the way they are, you just add pieces. And I'm telling you, they are wide receiver, a defensive end, a defensive tackle. Obviously, you got to address the center position. But I think if you if you address those three positions, I think this is a scary team, Braggs. I, I really do. I agree. Imagine the pressure with with you have a dude opposite Montez Sweat. You got a three technique. Who I'm high on, Johnny Newton, man from Illinois, reminds me of Tommy Harris in his prime coming out of Oklahoma. That would be a scary sight. The way this defense is playing, hopefully we can lock up Jalen Johnson. Um, talented linebacker in core. Brags, this is this this is a top five defense right here. You yep. add that pass rush, that rushing cover, and then you add the pieces around fields. This is a scary team. This is this is this is an eleven, twelve, thirteen win t- team.
0: Yep. Uh, it's exciting. It's a little frustrating because you definitely feel the spares team turn the corner, like you're talking about. And next year should be a really exciting year. But of course it's so Chicago to constantly be divided about the quarterback position. And we never seem to get out of this conversation all the way back in my lifetime to Rex versus Orton, you know, and then that transferred over with Cutler, whether you loved him or hated him. And then McCown came in. People liked him over Cutler and then Mitch, you either loved him or hated him. Then Mick Foles versus, you know, Mitch and Andy Dalton, everyone hated him. And so it's just, it's been a carousel of the quarterback situation. And, you know, in the, in the mid two thousands with lovey, you had Orton versus Grossman who were two average to below average quarterbacks that we were trying to pick between And now we have this discussion with these two, at least we've entered an upper echelon of trying to pick between two quarterbacks that have a lot of talent and a lot of intrigue, but it is a little frustrating for me that it's like, it's never an easy answer for the bears. There's never a clear path. And with this team on the, on the horizon on the brink of being a a competitive and special team, there's still this divisiveness with the fan base and, and the and what they can do so it'll be interesting to see we know your stance you've you you've been 10 toes down on this vision for two months now while i continue to harass you about (laughs) different ideas and and you've held firm and and a lot of fans have as well and i'm the one riding the fence uh flip-flopping because i can't seem to make up my mind and i i do ride that emotional roller coaster when it comes to the bears and players. And and that's just where I'm at right now. So we know where you stand with it. So let's just say for the sake of discussion tonight, because the bears locked up the number one pick, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do with it? Because if you're going to keep fields and let's just keep it in that hypothetical that they keep fields to me, the more responsible thing to do is to trade that pick back and get his, get a haul the Definitely. biggest haul you could ever possibly get for that pick and stock load this team for years to come, give yourself an opportunity to get back in the top 10 with another team's first round pick for the next three years. And, or you have Marvin Harrison jr. Or you can trade back one spot and still take Marvin Harrison jr. And get a little bit of draft equity. You know, wh- where do you think Ryan polls should Go when it comes to you know using that first round pick equity.
1: Uh, I think I think what the book says is trade back right. It's just a matter of how far. And I think, in my opinion, and if, if Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren they feel the same way, I think you got to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I do. I, I think he's the most talented receiver to come out in a long time. His playmaking ability is unbelievable. He would elevate this offense automatically the, the, the moment he stepped in there. So. If, if they if they with the first round uh, first overall pick pulled the trigger on him I would not be mad about that at all especially when you when you have another first round pick as well kind of in that range where I talked about Johnny Johnny Walker from uh, from Illinois right you get Marvin Harrison jr you get him um and then all of a sudden two of those three pieces you took care of right and then hopefully hopefully in free agency you're able to address that defensive end and center position. And then you've solved a lot of those issues, right? Obviously, they're going to have to make a decision at safety. What they're going to do with Eddie Jackson? So that could be an, another another avenue in, in free agency. Um, I think Eddie Jackson. Uh, I think he's just going to get paid too much, and we haven't seen the production. We've seen injuries, so I think he's going to be a casualty at that point. I think they're they're probably going to make a decision on him. Uh, but I think leaving that draft, if they feel. As good as, as I do and some other people, some analysts about Marvin Harrison Jr., you gotta get him. I think you gotta yep. get him. So I would be okay if they just pulled the trigger there. But obviously if you could trade back and get some other uh picks, that that's always a good situation.
0: Well, normally, you know, in the last few years I've made the observation that I get frustrated that the draft is after free agency. And it, it never seems to make a lot of sense to me because You don't know who is going to fall to you in the draft. So if the draft was first, then you could address free agency after you know who you can get in the draft. And so I've always wanted it to be switched, but since the bears have the number one pick, it's it's nice that free agency (laughs) is first because what you're talking about making this decision, well, you can attack free agency like crazy and, and try to fill as many holes as you possibly can. And then you'll have a much more clear vision. If you're Ryan Poles, what you want to do with that number one pick. If you've done enough to fill the rest of the holes on your roster to say, okay, I'm not going to, you know, trade back and 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 set our franchise up for the next few years. And I'm going to go all push all in with not just Justin Fields, but Marvin Harrison as well. And I'm not going to be upset. Marvin Harrison Jr. is here. I've been wanting him on the bears for three years. I didn't realize we were going to run into this situation that, we currently are in so there's a lot to consider here and it's in and just like the quarterback situation where I think both options are guys that have a lot of talent and are intriguing I think both options from trading back or drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. are both very good options for the Bears and that's a that's an amazing spot that Ryan Poles has put us in uh, to, to give this team an opportunity to become a threat here in the NFC and, and possibly win a super bowl for the first time in our lifetimes, uh, you know, cause I was two months old when the, the bears won the super bowl last time. So I'm looking forward to the day the confetti drops and Dang, you're getting old,
1: man, you're getting old
0: and you're getting old too. I, I got gray hairs. I got gray hairs. You should have seen me during that Jaguars game, just stressing out, stressing out. And they ended up winning 26 to nothing. I didn't sleep all week over it. I like this. This means invested, something man. to me, Corey. <laughs> I'm invested. I am invested to a. All right, game. I got. I got. I
1: got to put you on the spot right now. uh Oh, are you are you in for Justin Fields? Are you in? Are you are you beat, on the? He, ba- he,
0: he he's got to beat Green Bay, Corey.
1: Oh.
0: I, I'm in. All right, I, I I saw it. I saw the vision. I see it. I seen it but you cannot, the green Bay Packers defense is ranked like 30th in DVOA. Bryce Young dropped 30 on the green Bay Packers two weeks ago. Granted it was in Carolina, Justin Fields in the offense. They've won four of their last five games. Mm -hmm. We haven't beaten green Bay since 2018. They're always the gatekeeper to the division. You want to take the North and never give it back. You embarrass yourselves. If you're the Chicago bears, the way you came out week one at soldier field, you have every opportunity to write that wrong here in the last week of the season. And I need you guys in the bears and Justin fields to go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Because in my opinion, like people say, well, what if Justin plays well and they lose? In my opinion, if the offense plays well up to their potential against a defense, that's not very good in the green Bay Packers. I don't see green Bay beating the bears because they're the bears defense is humming right now. Yeah. And I don't see them being able to keep up with the bears. If the yeah. bears can put some points on the board. The only yeah. question I have is can Justin Fields in that offense show up on the road against a rival who we always seem to struggle against. They've always had our number. So yeah. I, you know, Ryan Poles has asked for consistency. I, you know, I'm starting to see the execution become more consistent, but go out there, finish the season on a three game winning streak, finish the season, beating the division three times in a row, finish the season, five games out of six, knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Justin Fields, you play like you did against Atlanta. I'll come on here next week and I'll plant my flag in the ground that he should stay. Okay.
1: Um, But Brags, you said 31st in defense. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about this matchup, and I'll tell you why. I think the defensive line, I think this is going to come down to the trenches, right? What what lines play better? Because when I look at it, right, they're 31st, but they got a talented bunch up front. They got Kenny Clark, that's arguably one of the best D tackles in the game. Very underrated. He doesn't get the mm-hmm. respect he deserves. I think he has six and a half, seven sacks this year. Um, unbelievable off the football, in the run game, pass rush. Rashawn Gary coming off an ACL. He's probably he, – he has nine sacks right now, right? Uh, I think he's going for, for double digits this is a big game for him coming off an ACL. Preston Smith as well, uh, talented guy that can come off the edge. He's kind of been streaky this year. He's had games where he's been invisible, other games where he's lights out, two sacks, um, really flashing there. So this, this, is, this is a game that I – I'm a little worried about offensively, like how we're going to hold up against this talented bunch, because think about this. They are playing for the playoffs, right? And they're like, Hey, we own Chicago. So I'm hoping they cut, co- they come to town title town. They're in there. They're a little cocky, um, but it's going to be critical that they win the battle of the trenches. Right? So Braxton Jones has to play lights out, right? Darnell, Wright, Cause Rashawn Gary, I mean, he's uh, against younger guys this season. He's, he's really went ham on some of these younger offensive tackles in, in the game uh Preston Smith as well so they're they're gonna have to do their best job especially playing with that silent count right being able to get off the football being able being able to manage the games you know the inside moves so that it's, it's gonna be very interesting to watch and I think that's where this game is won right if the Bears offensive line can handle that pass rush because they got three really talented guys that can they can really beat you on any given Sunday And then defensively, if we're able to pressure and get after um, Jordan Love, which I think we can, right? Because obviously David Bakhtiari hasn't been there all season. I think he was one of the bright spots for them, a a true shutdown on that left side. Um, This is a game where I see Montez Sweat going big in there. I see him really going big. And if I'm Iberflus, I'm bringing some blitzers. I'm bringing some linebackers. Because the times that Jordan Love has really struggled is when you got pressure in his face and i think any quarterback really struggles with that. So this game is going to be one in the trenches.
0: Yeah, and Tareem brings up a good point here in the chat saying, it "Seems like every time we play Green Bay, their defense knows Getsy's every move." And that's a good point because Luke Getsy I thought had a good job did a good job calling plays against Atlanta. Uh they face a lot of man coverage. Um but it'll be interesting to see what Green Bay shows, you know, against Justin. Uh, you know, Justin's been good against cover 1, good against man coverage you know, you know, if you send blitz like Minnesota did, it, it caused issues. Although Minnesota's blitz causes everyone issues. Um, you know, and if you, if you get into a zone that, that makes Justin Fields have to kind of try to figure out where those spots are. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But mm. to, to that point, I think Tureen makes Terene makes a good point that gets is another big factor when he goes up against green Bay.
1: Yeah, not to get in his head because you're playing against your former team. Oh, I got to do this and that. Look at the game. At the end of the day, right, people stick to their guns, right? They do what they do, and it's a matter of you know what we're going to do. It's mano-a-mano. You know in this set we're going to run the football, and it's it's mano-a-mano. You got to beat him. You got to run his face over, and at the end of the day, that's sometimes what it is, right? Guys stick to their guns. There's a couple plays here or there that they'll bring out the bag, but – most teams know exactly what a team is doing, it. but it come it comes down, and I said the trenches, right? Tevin Jenkins and company, hey, you know on this set we're going to run the ball. How are you going to handle Kenny Clark? How are you going to handle Preston Smith? How how are we going to go about Rashawn Gary? And that's what, that's what it comes down to. So, um, you know, we can talk about they know this or they know that, right? Just like we know what they're going to do, right? They have tendencies. It's all about who can out-execute. And on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody, right? That's yep. why the Panthers have beat teams they shouldn't have. Um, other teams in this league, you know, Arizona went out and shocked the world against Philly, and and people were talking about, oh, that Arizona win was nothing. They suck. They're the come on, man.
0: Come on, <laughs> At least on, my man. imitation voice got a little better there. I mean, yeah,
1: was, exactly. Was, but People were saying, you no, know, you're the- right. The- I
0: was one of them. I was sitting there going, you know, they they were up twenty-one nothing um, and then after the, in the second half, they let off the gas, you know, Justin even said after the game, they should have scored 40 points. And so yeah, I came away from that game disappointed because I'm sitting there going Arizona's defense isn't very good. The bears should have beat the brakes off them, especially starting, starting the game 21 to nothing. But like you said, Arizona shows up to Philly the next week and beats the Philadelphia Eagles who are a playoff team. And that did put on full display it's any given Sunday. That's how it yeah. works in the NFL.
1: And 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 a take right now that that's may, might be controversial. The Chicago Bears are playing better football than the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Wow. They are. Wow. Right right now, the past, past four to five weeks, they've been playing more consistent football. Where are we seeing cracks in their game? They're not getting the pressure. They're not getting the turnovers like they used to. Arizona putting up 30-plus points on them. They are not playing good football right now. It is what it is. So the Bears, the Bears are playing great football. And and that's why it'd be scary if you keep the you keep the pieces right now, you add a couple, it'd be scary for next year. And that's what you want, right? Obviously, remember how we got in the conversation. Oh, was this a waste of a year? Was this this? And the thing is, yes, I, I said, it, it's hard to swallow. Like the fact that you you had so many expectations, and this Bears team could be ten and six right now, going with a chance to win eleven games right now. Um, it's hard it's hard to swallow that pill. But I think the one good thing I think we've we've gotten some clarity on this team, right? And and I th- I think we can all agree, Floos is probably going to stay the head coach. I think he's done a great job with the defense. He's improved in his in game decisions. He has this play defense playing lights out. And think about this from, from the defensive line standpoint. Just adding one player impacted this team and really got them crazy. on the right path, right? It's crazy. So, so imagine another two players, two impact <laughs> players on the defensive line. And and now we're talking about, because right now, since uh, Montez Sweat came in, I think after his second or third game, this, this Bears, if we're looking at the stats, they are a top five defense right now. 100%. The way they're playing. Yeah. So so imagine adding those two pieces at defensive end and defensive tackle. That is scary to think about with consistent pressure from the front four, because they're able to generate pressure, but not like they should if they have those two pieces right there. That would be scary. That would be really scary. So I think they're in a good position. Right. So this year wasn't a waste after all, because sometimes right. Things don't always go exactly how you think right? It's a matter of how you respond to it. And what I love the most is how these players have played hard, regardless, right? They're out of the playoffs. This game, you know, they play hard every week, week in and week out. The defense is playing, right? Regardless of what happened with the offense, you know, they're hitting lows in the game. The defense stands up and make plays, right? It's unbelievable to see. Um, And I think Iberflus got this locker room together. I think Justin Fields you know they're rallying around him, so I think it's a good sign. I think you keep Ibraflus. I hope, I hope that they go elsewhere with Luke Getze. but I, for some reason, I feel like I feel like they might keep. I agree. Him
0: I think he's going to return if they beat Green Bay. I think everybody returns.
1: I yeah, because I think the thing is, I think if, if if the offense plays well and they have a back to back performance, it's kind of like, what have you done for me lately? You know, you 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 leave your mark on the rest of the season. And I'm just hoping, right? If Luke Getzi stays here, right? You learn exactly what worked for this team, right? You learn what worked for Justin Fields and the games he did well, right? And how you call these plays and how you're able to manage these situations and not play conservative. Because I think the, the one thing that we've realized from Luke Getzi, from the games Justin Fields has done well, he hasn't been conservative And the games that they've kind of hit a lull. They've struggled. They started out hot and then fizzled. He got conservative. My thing is like this: once once you get a quarterback in a rhythm, you get him in a groove. You got to continue slinging that rock. And at too many times during the season, you know, the first Detroit game, Justin Fields got really confident, and all of a sudden, towards the end of the game, when you have two two score lead, he got very complacent. Oh, let's run the ball left. Let's run. He took the ball out of your best playmaker's hands in Justin Fields. So, Luke gets it going forward, right? Put the ball in your playmaker's hands. That's what he does. He makes plays. And he's shown that, right? Last game, he had arguably one of his best performances. And the stats, 266 yards, one touchdown. They don't they don't blow you out the water. But his impact, looking at that game, what he can do when you call a great game, I, I think the future is bright in Chicago. I am really looking forward to next season. Um, I would be surprised, especially the bears go in there, beat green Bay, Justin Fields plays extremely well. Again, this offense as well. If Justin Fields is not a Chicago bear, I I think this game alone, the Atlanta game, I think really put him over the edge to stay in Chicago.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't disagree. If the season ended today, then I I would be with you. But when you got one more game to play, you do have more opportunity of an evaluation. And if they, they're to play great. You know, I think that only bolsters his, his stance, but if they weren't to play well, that's the lasting image you have as you enter the off season that could, you know, be enough to sway. Cause it's a, it's a small margin here. I mean, to your point about this offense starting to come together and even Luke gets he's and people go, well, why, why didn't this team play better earlier? You know, and as, as hard as I've been on this offense and Luke gets, you know, I mean, let's be realistic about how this all went down. I mean, to start the year, you had offensive line injuries, Nate Davis, Tevin Jenkins out right out the gate, Braxton Jones eventually gets hurt. You know, you have obviously this, you know, chaos going on. Chase Claypool has to get traded out of here because he's a malcontent in the locker room. You know, you obviously had coordinator issues on the other side of the ball, guys getting out of here. Then once you get everybody healthy, Tevin Jenkins comes back, Nate Davis comes back. Now Justin Fields gets hurt, and he's out four to five weeks. And since he's returned, you know, they're four and they're four and two. Have a chance to finish five and two on the season, three games in a row. And so yeah, everything's starting to come together. Everything's starting to look like it should have to start the year but if I want to try to create the excuse train I mean that those to me are not just excuses they're facts as to why things didn't come together quicker and is it frustrating sure I'm sure the players are just as frustrated as the fans that we're going to potentially fall one game short of the playoffs but there's no denying the progress they're making and it's certainly exciting to see I did want to highlight uh before we take a uh quick shout out to our to our sponsors. We did have a ten dollar super chat here from Trevor Lamarche. Um, you want to take the North, never give it back, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Ten dollar super chat. We appreciate you, Trevor. Uh, and then I also wanted to highlight uh Trevor also says Brian Baldinger's even said keep JF1, saying Williams is the same player. And and Brian Baldinger is somebody who's been on our show every Wednesday here yeah. for uh, the whole season, he's known Caleb Williams, um, you know, even dating back to high school. And he's been saying on the show that he would draft Caleb Williams for months. And then yesterday he's tweeting out, you know what? Keep Justin Fields trade the pick back. And so even a guy like Baldy, who I respect his football acumen, uh, j- you guys are are step for step on that. Like that's where I'm going to really lean on your guys' football expertise. So he's even moving the needle as far as where his vibes are on this. But I just want to kind of put this into perspective on as somebody who's living in on the fence and is a total flip flopper. What I got to deal with on a daily basis, back to back comments in our chat here tonight, Kalaf Ibrahim said, I'm nervous because I don't truly believe in Justin Fields. And then the very next comment, the very next comment from Hendricks is "Brags, You want to plant the flag anyway, just own it. You're a Justin Fields fan. Nothing wrong with that. And that just to me puts on full display how hard this has been for me. Yes. I want to be, (laughs) I wish I was as defiant as Corey is on this. I, I respect his opinion. I, you know, I'm not just going to like, follow him into the sunset on it. I I have my own opinion and I am sitting right in the middle and maybe there is some hedging going on and flip flopping way too much, but I'm just trying to be honest with you guys that tune into these shows. I'm not going to lie to pander to the chat. I don't know what the best answer is. I do want to see them beat the crap out of green Bay, but this, this tribalism where, Oh, you're just a, Justin Fields ball washer, or you're a hater. Like none of that is true. I'm rooting for Justin Fields and I have been all season, but I'm not going to pretend like I haven't thought about Caleb Williams becoming a Chicago bear either. This is a tough decision, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be something that we discuss all the way leading up to April. And the reason we're going to discuss it ad nauseum is because it's not an easy decision. And so, you know, fans just want, Everybody on each side of this debate just thinks it's simple and I get it. And as I've said before, I think both paths have a lot of, you know, opportunity of success, <laughs> but you know, I, I, it's not easy living on the fence, Corey, you know, but, this- but
1: can, I, can, I t- can I tell you one thing, right? You, you know, and, and everyone's known, I I've been like this from the beginning. He's too talented to let go. I think, I think the thing is, it's funny how all these analysts, right? You see, week to week, Justin Fields needs to go. He's not the answer in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, what do, what do we what do we see on on Sunday after the game? What do we see Monday? What do we see Tuesday? See everybody talking about, oh, they need to keep him. He's the guy. He's the answer in Chicago. He's had all the talent, man. It's just it's just about putting it together, game planning, everything, confidence, just continuing to improve. We have seen him improve in every area. Like people can act like, you know, he hasn't improved in any area. I don't know what you're watching, right? He very rarely throws picks nowadays. We saw in in his second and first year, especially uh, early on last year in the second year, struggled with accuracy through a lot of picks. All we seen, despite just just think about this for, for Justin Fields and, and and my tour of getting him to be the quarterback for the future. Just think about this, right? starts out the season doesn't do well, right? Then all of a sudden he has a two-game stretch where he does well. Then he comes in Minnesota, gets hurt. Everybody's calling for him, "Oh, he's not the answer. He sucks. He's this." Think just think about the mental strength that when when a whole fan base, not not everybody but majority of the fan base is saying you can't play, you suck, we should never draft you, you're a bust, all this, right? To continue to go, and especially think about after he he was out for three or four games, three games, I believe, right? Then comes back for that Detroit game, plays pretty lights out until the fourth quarter where Luke Getze gets very conservative with, with the play calling, right? And then all of a sudden just continues to improve and, and has games where, yeah, his stats don't woo and wow you, but his impact is felt. And then we see this last game where, Stats-wise, right, doesn't blow you out the water. But watching the game, his impact was undeniable. How the stadium rallied around him. We want fields. The team, the chemistry, you cannot break that up. You can't. You can't do it right now. I'm sorry. They are, they are hitting the ground running in 2024. They're going to compete for a Super Bowl. And like I told you, they are a wide receiver. They're a defensive end and a defensive tackle from being a dangerous team. And you're about to get me fired up. I might have to sign a one-year contract coming there at three technique. All right? I'll give you a couple plays a game.
0: Come on, baby. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Busting Don't out get it guns. twisted, man.
1: Ew, but but back, to, back to you, the old flip-flopper. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I should ask my wife. She makes all my zoom for anything else. Hey, hon, what do you think? We should keep Justin Fields or not? <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to keep him. Justin Fields is... Hold on, let me get on Twitter. Justin Fields is the guy going forward. And, um, yeah, I said it. Marvin Harrison Jr., Fields we trust. And then he goes, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna pick now. Mm, Caleb Williams seems like a good option. Mm, Drink May. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Yeah. Pick a side, bro. Right now, what do you wanna do? Don't go back and forth. What is your heart telling you? What are you feeling right now? I don't care. You don't wanna look bad in all this. Stick to your guns, man.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, What I'm what a, is I'm it a, now? A cow- you gotta got a you gotta, coward. P- I'm a coward. I don't know. Oh I don't my know. gosh. I don't I don't know. Why why can't that be the answer, Wood? I Dude, don't you, know.
1: You you, you, you you sound you sound like the uh, notebook. I don't know.
0: I, I, I don't know. It's not that
1: simple. Uh, uh, I used to be a brick player. Uh, maybe I should get some bricks. Uh, bricks. Uh, what should I do? Come on, bricks.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to stand on business. I don't know. I I I don't know. And it's not that I want to get it wrong. I don't care if what I say is right or wrong. I say plenty of dumb shit on our shows. I just want. But Ryan you got to Pol- make a decision right I now. You keep Poles feels or you don't. Right. I want Ryan Poles to get it right. And oh I said on gosh. today's show, it's, it's I don't know what the right answer is. It's Can terrifying. you be a man?
1: Can you man up? Can can, can, <laughs> can come on, come on. Can you
0: <laughs> can right. you man up? All right, all right. I'm gonna man up. God dang it! I think the smartest thing to do would be to keep Justin Fields and then trade the pick back for a Hall. Ooh! I I would. If you're gonna do it, keep Justin Fields. Trade that pick back for three first rounders and you know the defensive tackle Lawrence from the Giants. See if the raiders want to give you max crosby and multiple first round picks give me firepower on that defensive side of the ball give me a few extra first round picks or multiple picks going forward in the future so i still have a team to stockpile around the quarterback for the next few years and if you want to roll it with justin fields the next couple of years i can roll with that because i see how much this team will run through a brick wall with him. And while Caleb Williams may end up having a better career, it's gonna take him time to earn the trust of this locker room. And if I had to guess, if they got rid of Justin Fields, it would be a lot of pressure on this kid to come in here, not only earn the trust of the fans, but more importantly, the trust of his teammates.
1: Exactly. And I I think from being in a locker room, once you get the chemistry, once you get the camaraderie a certain way, you, you shouldn't break it up. I, I just I, I think that 2012 to 2013 team when they fired Lovey, oh, it was night and day. We had the same roster, right? You you get rid of Erlacher and, and arguably like right as a leader, all that he was towards the tail end of his career, he could still play at at a good level. Um, he what he wasn't he had that knee injury the one season and um, but I just think. That whenever you have the chemistry and camaraderie that way, you just don't want to break it up, man. Because that's that's such a hard thing to get, and teams go such a long time. Even talented teams, right? Um, you look you look at like Seattle towards the end of their their reign. Look look at how how messed up things got in the locker room, and look at with Sean Payton and that whole situation. You know, it's it, it seems like it's it's destined for failure, just because it's crazy how one person's ego could impact the whole team so that that's my only thing is is I just think everybody's around Justin Fields this team is playing at a great level all-time high camaraderie chemistry you're ready to hit the ground running in 2024 and I just think this team would be scary current roster you add three big pieces and then all of a sudden this team gets scary and you talked about that in the Super Chat, the North, right? Think about what, what the Vikings are, are potentially going to do with their with their decision at quarterback, right? Kirk Cousins probably won't be there unless it's a friendly deal for them. He'll probably go elsewhere. Somebody's going to probably pay him more just because of the season he had, banking on him recovering. He's not the most mobile guy. So, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm okay with him coming back from Achilles. I guarantee that Minnesota's not going to give him top dollar. So, I think he'll go elsewhere. Um, that's going to be a whole quarterback situation right there, right? They're, they're going to have to, you know, potentially trade up and get a quarterback at that point. They might not be able to do it because there's a lot of suitors. Um, Green Bay, right? Jordan Love, he's a talented guy. Um, you know, I think Detroit, Jared Goff, I think he runs that system well. I don't think he's the most talented quarterback in the NFC North right now. I think it'll be a battle between Jordan Love and Justin Fields. And I think once you put all these pieces together, if it's Getze getting that game plan with him, I think Justin Fields will be the best quarterback in the NFC North.
0: And if Matt Eberflus, who said on Monday that he's considering still calling defensive plays next year even if they bring in a defensive coordinator, maybe you keep Getze and you hire Frank Reich as a or as an assistant head coach who can help Eberflus with the head coaching duties if Eberflus still wants to keep an eye on the defense and call plays on the sidelines that way and you can keep an eye on Luke Getzey and the quarterback development and how he calls plays on short yardage situations, because we all know they need a lot of help when it comes to that. Uh, another, another. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our guys over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, make sure you're using the code CHGO when you sign up. NFL fans, it's time to unwrap nonstop football action. This holiday season, throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL and score $150 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800 gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 87 87- 7 8 hope and Y or text hope and Y in Connecticut. Help is available for pro- problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by dur- jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. Uh, so we're rounding uh, third heading home here to end this show. I got the bulls CHGO bulls post game show coming up here in about 20 minutes to a half hour. Uh, uh, last I looked the bulls were having a tough time with the Philadelphia 76ers. Please hit that like button while you're hanging out here, while you're watching Corey Wooten bully me into finally having an opinion and standing on something. Planning my flag here for you guys here tonight. Um, you know, it was it was a little scary there for a minute, but I. It's came about t- it's about
1: time you I'm you trying. you manned up, right? Yeah. They said, "Oh, I used to be a bricklayer. I'm the toughest guy possible." <laughs> Get out of here, man.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. man, you know, having a sports opinion in front of all of our fans is is tougher than laying them bricks. I'll tell you that. Jay Evans, ten dollars super chat. Listen, people. You can't have Marvin Harrison jr. If you draft the quarterback number one, overall, the only way that would happen, Marvin Harrison jr. Would have to drop real hard or polls would have to give up draft capital. No, thanks. Go get Marvin Harrison jr. Jay. I agree, but I don't think anybody was insinuating that you could draft, you know, the quarterback at one and still get Marvin Harrison jr. It, it definitely is one or the other, uh, Larry Lapper, four ninety nine super chat. Yeah. And he played this good or better last year for a stretch. And then he regressed. Can't trust him. Can't go through his progressions. He's good as gone. So another guy on the other side of the debate, Uh, Larry's thinking Caleb Williams might be a Chicago bear here. Dominic Franchilo, $5 super chat. Great show. Go bears. We appreciate you tuning in Dominic. And then finally easy E one, three, four, $5 super chat. I want to keep Justin Fields, but what would you do if Atlanta offered the number nine pick for Justin Fields?
1: I think think they got to, I think they got to give two first round picks at that point. (laughs) I got to see next year too, but I I highly doubt that. And I think you could potentially get more picks by just trading that first uh, pick, even back maybe one position. You know, I think, I think that could be a, a possibility too and still be able to get your guy, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. It's going to be interesting. A lot of, lot of options on the table. And we're going to get to talk about this all off season Packer week is this week. Corey, before we go, your favorite memory of playing the green Bay Packers in Lambeau field.
1: My favorite memory of playing the Packers. I would probably say, uh, for me, um, the game where Aaron Rodgers uh, broke his collarbone—right—you never, you never want to see anybody get hurt. But obviously, when he's not on the field, you got a better chance of winning. Um, but that game, I always remember. It was like similar to this Bears team, right? It was, it was a while since we beat them over there. I think, I think, what was it, twenty eleven? I think when when uh, McCown was there, we beat them. I believe. Is it, do I have that right?
0: I, I get did... my years mixed up.
1: Yeah, but in, but in 2013, that's when Seneca Wallace came in. He was the backup, and I remember towards the end of the game, they're in a two-minute situation, and I remember I got a sack um, on Seneca Wallace, and he's a mobile guy. And I just remember, like, I don't know what happened. My instincts just took over, and he went left, he went right. I, I, I beat the guard. This is when I was playing three technique at the time because Henry Melton, Stephen Paya got hurt and made a move on the uh, three technique. Went in there, got Seneca Wallace, matching me with left, right, roped them down. And it was a two minute situation. I just remember doing the Chappelle robot. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit, I gotta get back to the line. And and you see it you see it on the ESPN. I'm here and then all of a sudden I'm like literally I realized like, oh shit, I can't be celebrating in the in the in the two minute <laughs> drill.
0: But I just remember
1: that for me, oh it like all everybody started hitting me up about that, Twitter, you know friends texting me, they're like, Man, did you really do the Chappelle show robot in a two-minute situation, dummy? And I was like, you yeah, know, it was kind of stupid. But I got back to the line and uh almost had another sack on that drive too. But uh, that, that was a good one. Cause anytime you could beat Green Bay, especially in title Town, great feeling. Um hopefully we'll see going forward with this game and in the future. Hopefully there's a new reign in town with the Chicago Bears and hopefully we'll reverse the trend, right? Chicago will have all the good quarterbacks in the winning streak, the next twenty five years. How about that? How do you like that?
0: Man, man. that'd be you pretty. Good? You know, with this Justin Fields resurgence here to end the year, it's bringing out a different side of Corey, I think you'd have a future in in the WWE. You got those wrestling eyes, you know, in the in the you know the hype videos, you know, where you could you know call out your enemy and and scare yeah. someone like myself into admitting things are finally coming around to things. Ken P $5 super chat. Thanks for the soliloquy woot. I was starting to believe <laughs> in fields and now you made me go back to being out cause I ain't no girly man.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know, at least, at least, at least brags. He finally, he finally manned up. You, stand know, big boy you gotta pants. stand
0: for something. If you don't stand for hold, something Hold on, get- real quick, before
1: we get out of here, how about, how about Jervon Dexter, right? Continues to improve, continues to get better. And you see what I was talking about. I texted you, Hogue, and Carm, right? And I said, this is so impressive what he's able to do. So I said, if you look at him on every play, he's the last guy off the football and not to nitpick or hate on him by any means, but I'm just saying, think about how much he's leaving on the table, getting off slow in the Tampa two scheme, mm-hmm. right? He's the last person off the ball. So that's what I'm saying he's able to do this and make such an impact getting off the ball slow imagine when he could really focus on his get off He'd be like, oh you're hating on him no I'm just saying this is how he can improve and I think everybody has to use constructive criticism and I think he would appreciate that as well because yep. the sky is a limit for this guy right I see I see exactly what polls like when the, when he first got drafted I was kind of like what like he was in a two gapping scheme why, why are we all of a sudden? And now you see what I'm talking about, right? But the thing is, imagine when he gets off the football, how scary he could be. So that's why I'm saying I've been very adamant about this. This offseason, you focus on your get-off. That's all you work on. You know, you work on your hands, you work on everything else, but your get-off because you're going to hit the ground running. And imagine if he can get off the football being 6'6", 315, 320 pounds. unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable because fans out there, everybody tuning in, everybody in the chat. Watch Jervon Dexter getting off the football. He just doesn't get off the football. So when he does, it's going to be a scary sight. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the future because it's impressive at this level to not be able to get off the football and make such an impact like he is. I yep. think that just speaks of how amazing of an athlete, how strong he is, how physical. Um, it, it's going to be a scary sight. I think the Bears are trending up. And I know everybody was 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 so excited about this upcoming season, like this season we're in now, for yep. last year. But th- this is exactly where Detroit was last year. And, and the Bears are playing better than they were. So yep. I think the future is bright in Chicago. A couple pieces away, right? A couple chess moves away.
0: Not too far away. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Future's bright. Got to put on some shades. Uh, so total malarkey, $5 super chat. Love you, Greg. Paper bags, but love is the best quarterback in Bears history. I don't know. Oh, he doesn't own
1: us like Rodgers. It's been one game.
0: Yes. Yeah, sl- calm down, malarkey. See, he is total malarkey. He's correct. He lives up to his name. Uh, but we appreciate everybody hanging out once again here tonight. Um, off to go hang out and do some um CHGO Bulls post game show with the guys. <laughs> 76ers are up by 30 with uh, just under eight minutes to go. So uh got to get ready for that show. And I'm sure Matt Peck will throw many a hats and big Dave will be uh, hooting and hollering about something. And they will be, uh, you know, always giving me shit like they always do. So again, hit that like button on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't already, as we continue to drive to 50 K on our YouTube channel. And uh, as always, Corey Wooten, thank you for your football expertise uh thank you i guess for putting you putting me on your football knee and giving me the spanking that i i guess i deserved i was put in my place here tonight i know i'm sure it entertained a lot of the 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 people (laughs) tuning in so uh, i had fun with it it's therapeutic we're gonna get through this it's gonna be a fun off season and uh let's beat the crap out of green bay here this sunday what do you say
1: i i I say it sounds like a plan stan um but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm proud of you, Braggs, because you, you finally manned up and uh, you you weren't you weren't on some other stuff. So you know, I know it's uh, you're a work in progress, man. You know, um, so I know I know you're Mr. Flip Flopper. <laughs> this ain't the summertime. We're not in Hawaii. We're not on the beach anywhere. But stop flip flopping, all right? Yeah. I know you probably got. I know you probably got some Team Jordans on right now. Is yeah. that what you got?
0: Yeah. No, I ain't got no Jordans. I just got normal Adidas. No, I was talking on. about Team Jordans. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I. <laughs> Um,
1: everybody in the chat knows what I'm talking. <laughs>
0: no, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: So. Oh man. I you're team Jordan type to, of guy.
0: You'll have to teach me another day, but yeah, tomorrow <laughs> tune in at noon. Me, Mark Carmen, Adam Ho going to be joined by Brian Baldinger, who will also be telling us how much he believes in Justin Fields here nowadays. So, uh, the, the pendulum swings, Corey Wooten's been standing over here and we're all starting to join him on the bandwagon. Uh, him and Robert Friel. They've been standing on it for a long time here at CHGO. So shout out to you guys for your courage. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks again, Corey. Green Bay sucks. Right, Corey? No, pack, no. <laughs> Bear down. <laughs> we all like the mayor.